Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Blind Entrepreneur. I'm with Melissa Alam, she's 27 and from Philadelphia. She's the founder of The High Philly, which is a co-working space exclusively for women, and also the founder of Femme and Fortune, which is an online magazine for ambitious women. Melissa, how's your day going? Pretty well, it's Sunday, so um, just relaxing today. Time to rock and roll, we got 10 questions on our hand, they're very easy, and the first one is simple. Tell us about yourself, who are you, and what is your story? Cool. That's not that simple, though. But <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Um, all right. My name's Melissa. I am 27. I went to Temple University here in Philadelphia. Studied marketing. I worked at a few ad agencies after graduation before deciding to go fully freelance, just because I like being my own boss and traveling and having my own schedule and just all the perks of that um, freelance lifestyle. And then. Two years ago, I started my online magazine called Femme and Fortune. Uh, I have over 90 contributors that write for us uh, right now. Um, four other editors, pretty sweet deal. I love the site. And then I started The Hive Philly, or The Hive, which is a co-working space for women, about a year ago um, in November. And so that has been what like a life-changing experience to have a, you know, a public business in Philadelphia and to really help um, change the landscape for female entrepreneurs here in the city. Mm. So where does, where does your passion come from? I, I don't know. I guess I've always loved being involved in things. In college and high school, I was always in part of just a million different clubs. And um, I just love having a busy schedule and just piling. I guess I'm, I'm better at my schedule being chaotic than nothing on it. I mean, if I have nothing to do, I just don't know what to do with myself. I'm more of a... Um, Busybody, where I'm just always all over the place. I love, you know, having a huge to do list. Um, and I guess I don't know, my passion comes from the ability to create something and be known for it and to kind of make your own destiny and make your own future. I think that's, that's the power of the um, internet these days and society these days is where we have the ability to create a name for ourselves. And that's mm. where my passion comes from. So be, I'm going to be a little bit more specific and dive a little bit deeper into the uh, the, pers the person here. Um, why is your passion empowering women? I mean, you have the high Philly, you have Feminine Fortune, which is specifically an online magazine ar um, around ambitious women. Why why this this path? Well, I saw a huge void for resources when I was starting out my freelance career. I mean, I. I learned a lot of stuff from the internet from other female entrepreneurs around the country. And in Philadelphia, there is no really brick and mortar location for, or business for, um, for women. So I started the online magazine because I wanted to put out <clears throat> a modern millennial voice, uh, you know, that talked about dating and career information and advice and, um, you know, home style tech, all that stuff for, the millennial female um, and then when the opportunity came for the hive that was another void that I saw that there was no physical space for women there's a lot of networking awesome networking groups and clubs and meetups but there's no physical space and so I wanted to create the first one in a way um, but not in in a traditional way I wanted to have my own um, vibe to it and my own kind of uh, you know, sense of decor and style to it. So it's really kind of like working out of your girlfriend's apartment, which a lot of um, entrepreneurs already do. I used to work out of my best friend in South Philly, her apartment. And um, we'd just be, you know, grinding on our laptops in the living room. So I kind of wanted that vibe to translate to 
um, this space right now. So that's that's where the you know passion comes from is mm. because there wasn't something that I could relate to, and I wanted to create that. Sure. So what were some of the the early struggles um, when you started both these businesses? Well, I guess um, <laughs> for the hive specifically, just financial. I mean, I started it within. It feels like 20 days, but I think it was two months. And I needed to figure out how to pay for everything. So I relied a lot on um, my consulting work that I do on the side. And then uh, my mom was, you know, she invested some money in me. And then my mentor as well um, helped out a lot. So financially, that was that was one issue. But that's only a small hurdle. I think building that community up is very important. So I try and do as many events. I did, um, you know... And I'm still learning, but I think, you know, when you create a space or when you create an organization, you really need a community behind it. So building that community has been, you know, what I've been doing for the past two and a half years. And it's helped, especially having Feminine Fortune prior to launching The Hive, which they're both aligned on the same mission. So um, that helped. Right now, I guess I'd say, you know, continuing finding members. Um, we just held a conference called the Fearless, <clears throat> Fearless Philly Conference which was a, a huge success, and that's allowed me to think about um, what other things I want to do. I want to do masterminds. I want to do retreats. I want to do um, this conference in different cities and just kind of, you know, expand the brand. Mm. So that's that's my latest goal. So you had, um, you started Feminine Fortune, which literally had zero uh, contributors. Well, one being yourself. How did you, how were you able to grow to 90? Uh so I started with a, <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> my apologies. I started with a mm-hmm. co-founder. Um, she's a good friend of mine and a neighbor. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know, just created this. And we started doing events around the city, um, going to a lot of events. So showing face and, you know, representing your brand is very important. And then just the contributors are coming in through, I don't know, just through the website. I mean, I get like a new contributor every day. We send out weekly pitches, or we try to send out weekly pitches when I can, um, and it's just been very organic. Social media has obviously helped. Um, there's a lot more room for improvement, as always, but I'm very happy with what's been built on Feminine Fortune mm. with like zero budget and just the good hearts of the editors um, and friends that I have helping with helping me on that. Absolutely. So. Take me to a more darker place. What was uh, what was your biggest failure thus far, and how did you overcome it? And what did you learn from it? Oh man, I don't know if I. I mean, I am the type of person that I don't really see anything as a failure. Just kind of like, eh, all right, next next idea. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I've had a lot of um, businesses prior to. Femin Fortune and The Hive, but they've all been, you know, part of the journey. So that's, I don't know, I don't see anything as a failure um, just because it's it's all a learning lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think of something specific. I mean, I thought this conference, that, I, for instance, was going to be a huge failure. Um, two weeks prior to the date of it happening, I only had eight tickets sold. Mm-hmm. And so I was just in uh, so stressed. I had no idea why no one was buying tickets and all this stuff. Um, and I sat down with some volunteers that were helping me with the conference, and we just brainstormed. And I, I just thought of every marketing strategy I could in terms of giving away tickets and having a sale and reaching out and getting some more press for it. And 
it turned out to be a huge success. So, mm. how many people ended up being there? Um, we had about a hundred, hundred twenty-five. I want to say. So from eight yeah. a week prior to a hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, uh, it was a packed house. It was amazing. So it Very worked cool. out. It gave me a boost of confidence for sure. sure. That I can do things. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about like the habits that you go through throughout your day-to-day activities that make you more efficient. Um, let's see. Habits. Uh, I do have bad habits. I have this continuous, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, just going through your social media apps constantly since the morning you wake up. And I realized I was um, with my friend the other night, and it was like midnight, and I was doing this this ritual again where I'm like, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you like go through. And I'm like, Sarah, I have no notifications, and yet I'm still addicted to this like cycle. Like mm. something needs to stop. So that is a habit I'm trying to cut. Um, I stopped getting notifications from these from all my apps just so I don't get distracted. Um, other than that, I write a lot of lists. Um, to-dos are my bitch. I love to-do lists. And what else? Do you write them down or do you put them in like, uh, do you use your phone or tablet or computer? I sometimes start like a draft email just because my email's always up. So I'll start a draft in Gmail just so I can have like the draft um, pop up. Other than that, I have a notebook and paper that I just write them. Um, I'm kind of un- unorganized in a lot of ways just because there's so many things I'm doing and so it's hard to keep track. And um, I do like to step back away from my computer once in a while and take a deep breath and uh, move my car, go out just because it's very overwhelming to have um, so much going on and I don't want to burn out. So I, like, I have a very uh, strong motivation for a work-life balance just because I know my limits and I don't want to you know, burn out, obviously. Um, what other habits? I am addicted to dirty iced chais, which have two shots of espresso. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like my entrepreneurial entrepreneurial uh, lifeblood. Nice. Um, and then I'm just like, I'm always, like, there's always a laptop to my fingers, pretty much. Um, or I'm always on my tech or something. So, yeah, there's not a lot of, like, flow, but I, I'm just kind of like a workaholic. So Okay. So what are some of the resources that you use every day that help you with that? Resources. Um, well, I love, in terms of people that I look up to and read for business, I love uh, Marie Forleo. Um, there's a site called The Middle Finger Project by um, Ash Ambridge. She's actually from Delaware. She's pretty local. But she has, like, the best information about running a business, dealing with clients. It's just, like, a no bullshit, um, get some balls kind of business advice that I've I've been reading her blog for years now, and that's really helped me grow my business. Um, in terms of other like apps and whatnot, I use Evernote just to write down. I have like random ideas, so I have this one file that's just like all of my ideas for when I'm ready to tackle them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, so I do social media for clients. I'm always on my camera or on some like photo editing apps. Um, and let's see. Yeah, I'm just on social media a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's my business. That's how I, how I reach my community, and that's also how I grow my personal brand as well. Your social media of choice, what is, what is it? My what? Your so, what is your social media of choice? Uh, the first thing? Ooh, I, if you were to post like an awesome picture, what's the first thing you're posting it on? Oh, Instagram for sure. Okay. I recently just got into Snapchat, though, and mm. um, 
I had to go off for two months just because it was such a time suck. And then mm. I also felt like it was kind of intrus- like intrusive where I I feel public already, but things on Snapchat, I see. I felt like I was giving away too much of my, my life away to random people. Mm-hmm. So I went off for two months in the summer and I've gotten back just because it's addicting and um, the attention's great. And it's just, it's stupid. It's like all the random stuff you don't want to be curating anywhere else you put on Snapchat. Like, mm-hmm walking around in my home making breakfast <laughs> like yeah so snapchat i'm kind of addicted to now but um instagram is my favorite okay so you said that you're you're a workaholic uh describe your life as an entrepreneur when does it begin and when does it end so i um start my days around i'd say one ten. i'm not really a morning person and I don't want to lie to myself and say that I am. So I even changed the hours of the hive starting at 10. Um, just because as a business person, an entrepreneur, you set the rules. And I wanted to set mine for the hive. So I changed the hours from 9 a.m. to opening at 10, mm-hmm. which has been awesome. Um, awesome so, yeah, for you so- or awesome for the people that you're, you're there as well? Awesome for me, of course, but okay. I'm saying a lot of people, a lot of members don't show up till ten anyway. So mm, okay, yeah, it that's was just good. something that's that interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I noticed, and I was listening to a podcast, uh, and this woman was talking about, you know, she doesn't start anything until ten because she wants to get her like she does, you know, she meditates in the morning, gets her kids ready, blah blah blah, and ten o'clock is like her time, not nine or not eight or whatever. So I was like, you know what? That's inspiring. I'm going to do that too. Hmm. Um, and then I just, I go to the hive. I'm also con- like, I consider myself a member there cause I work on all of my clients and all mm-hmm. just the stuff I'm busy with. Um, and I'm just, I'm working there till probably five or six. Um, I meet with a lot of people throughout the day for coffee or I tell them to come to the hive. Um, I was looking for new collaborations and yeah, um, right now I'm traveling a lot, so I mm-hmm. work for a magazine that's coming out called Spoonful Magazine. Um, it's a guide to food and laughter, so it's really focusing on uh, gatherings and cooks and home chefs and artisanal products and brands. Um, it's going to be a really beautiful print quarterly magazine, and so I'm traveling with um, my friend Sarah, who's working for them as well, and we're going to Seattle on Tuesday in Portland and San Fran. So I'll be traveling a lot. And that's, that's, cool. yeah, that's kind of like my life right now is just traveling and working at coffee shops and wherever I can get Wi-Fi. Nice. So do you believe that there's a formula in order to become a successful entrepreneur? You said that you kind of uh, use the formula from somebody else work, waking up at or getting ready and starting at 10. Uh, but do you believe that there's a formula in order to becoming a successful entrepreneur? I do. I do. I, I see a lot of, um, people, I mean, for instance, like one thing is just constantly learning is, is a huge aspect. Um, and something I don't like if, when I have an intern or someone working for me and it, it shows a lot of, um, how, uh, just what's the word I'm looking for of how resourceful they are when I see them Googling things. I mean, the information out there is all over in the internet. Um, so I think a formula for a successful entrepreneur is just constantly learning and investing in yourself. I mean, I it took me three and a half years to get where I am right now, which is you know like on this podcast and on this um, interview and whatnot, and um, and traveling for work and whatnot. But it took a lot of me just late nights googling how to use Photoshop or how to 
um, you know, build a, a community through Twitter and just a lot, a lot of time was put into where I am at now. And a lot of people don't see that and they think, oh, you know, she might've just got lucky, but it took a lot of work, a lot of mistakes with, you know, managing clients and learning from that or, you know, messing up on a project or, um, you know, just a lot of, a lot of, uh, learning opportunities for me. But yeah, I think, you know, the formula is a lot of hard work, dedication and constantly learning. Mm. Is there a quote that you, that you like or that you live by? Um, I've always loved the impossible is just a word quote that was part of, um, Adidas's campaign with like Beckham and a few other, um, celebrities or sports celebrities. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of quotes. I'm just, Pinterest is freaking messing me <laughs> up. <at> all. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'll try to think of one, but I mean, I'm all about quotes that involve the word hustle or, um, boss lady or I don't know <laughs> I like I like boss lady I, I, I could try to use that one sometimes myself but it doesn't, it doesn't usually work out for me um, <laughs> so the blind entrepreneur is an individual that that wants to be an entrepreneur but may not know exactly what to do in order to become one and so you know they see these evaluations at you know 40 70 billion and the Mark Zuckerberg's giving away all their fortune and you know they want to become that and they think that all they need is just an idea so what are three pieces of advice that you would give a millennial entrepreneur or an entrepreneur in general that is thinking about becoming one and is on the cusp of potentially quitting their job in order to uh, focus on their career or on their passion I would say Let's see. Uh, network and um, build your network. Uh, I mean, I'm from my freelance days and just all the organizations and clubs and extracurriculars I was a part of. I mean, I'm still I'm like still gathering favors from people, which is awesome because I'm using them for anything from hey, can you help me like hang something up at the hive or like help me paint the walls to hey, I need a favor. I need a photographer for this event. So. Build your network because that's that's what really takes you places is the people you know and the connections that they might have that they might um, might have. Another piece of advice I'd say is to um, never stop working. I mean, if you really really want to be at that level of like you know the Zuckerbergs and whatnot, it's you have to just constantly keep working. And money shouldn't be the motivation; it should be the change you're making. Because the money, if if you're doing a good job, the money will come. I mean, I. I'm not monetizing that much with Femme and Fortune, but I do it because it's like a passion of mine to provide these resources and articles for women. Um, so just, you know, don't think about the money. Think about the actual um, point that you want to make or the, the passion that you have behind this project and then wait for that and build that. And then I guess my last piece of advice would be to have fun with it because it's you know, regardless of what age you start at with building your business, it's, it's fun. And it's an experience that you can tell people and that, you know, you'll grow from five, 10 years down the line when you have an even better business, this could be, you know, your first step at it. So have fun with it. Mm. So the last question is my personal favorite. Um, so imagine you had the worst day of your life. You're down in the dumps, you're negative, and you're on the, the brink of potentially, you know, crying, whatever it may be. Hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. I don't me. cry. There you go. Nice. <laughs> so you need something in order to make you happier. What is that one food 
that will not only make your day better, but lift your spirits that much higher? Probably anything Thai. I nice. am a sucker for Thai food. And I, I want to go to Thailand and learn how to cook it and just like eat it all day. But yeah, um, I'd say a nice big warm bowl of Tom Ka, which is a coconut soup with some Pad Thai and uh, maybe some, some mango ice cream after. Not bad. <laughs> Love it. So Melissa, thank you for your time. If, uh, you. if you could just tell us how people can reach you, how people can follow you and be a part of your, your mission. Yeah, uh, you can find my personal stuff at Ring the Alam, which is my last name. And then I'm also at Femme and Fortune and at The Hive Philly. So find me there. Cool. Thank you for your time. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Jonathan. You too. See ya. Thanks.